What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Badgers. We're going to sound the recruiting cannons today. Plus, should we be worried about the defense? A lot to talk about on today's Lockdown Badgers. Uh, really fun show. Can't wait to do it. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in, kind of a last-minute live show. We're going to talk about the commitment. Um, I am at the cabin. I did not get kicked out or evicted, and my wife did not throw me onto the street. So um, it's just a different locale, so I appreciate everybody sticking with me. Hopefully hopefully, no snafus. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Uh, skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash College60 and use code College60 for 60% off plus free shipping. All right, let's get the guys on. We got Mr. Justin. We got the big the big man himself, Rajiv. And it's a fun show because you know when we got those two. Badgers winning a national title? You know we got Absolutely. this. Going on Final Four runs? Why not? It's Believe with Rajiv on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's start here. So obviously the big news, um, Thomas Heiberger commits 6'4", 210 pound outside linebacker. I mean, he just has blown up recently. Like the big offer, he's got an Oklahoma offer, but he's got a bunch of other offers, Washington, Stanford, Nebraska. Yeah. Like big time measurables, you know, almost a 40 inch vertical, big frame. Um, First defensive commit of the 2024. Yeah. First defensive commit of the 2024 class, high three-star player. Um, Justin, let's kick it over to you. We were already talking about him a little bit. How excited are you for this commit? I love this commit. Um, I told you before we were talking about this and this, listen, what I'm going to say on this is nothing to do with the fact of what the type of player is that he might be in college. But what I told Ryan, when I saw that, look, watched his film again, I'm like, he reminds me a lot the way he moves on the field, like TJ Watt. Now, there is a lot of development that needs to go into this kid, but he has a huge frame. He's a guy who I think can comfortably take 30 pounds of muscle, 35 pounds of muscle, and you have suddenly a guy who can be an absolute beast out there. But he he plays physical. He's got to get a little bit more violent with his hands, uh, with the way he, he works on a uh, offensive lineman, which they'll get him. He'll get that done. But he moves really well, and he's he's a guy who can really run. He kind of glides on the field uh, a little bit more, and he's got a bigger frame than the guys we're used to bringing in. Like Vince Beagle and, and Water, the two type of guys that had similar size to him, what he brings. We talk a lot about pass rushing as, as a deficiency right now with this team. I know, Ryan, you've had some thoughts about that. And I feel like <clears throat> Heiberger is, gonna, is, is a guy that is now going to fit into this mold of solving this problem. Um, you know, he's – like Justin mentioned, his frame is, is really good. You know he's going to fill out probably 225, 230, maybe even a little more. And I see him as a solid rusher. And he he has a very nice burst, right? And he he's, he's I feel like he's got a motor that a lot of people don't have in that position. So he's going to be able to chase people around the field. I think that he has a lot of work to do. Huge development. But, yeah, three years from now, is are we talking about this guy getting some, some sacks on the QB? Absolutely. I feel like he's the kind of guy we need – because we've, we're kind of going through this weird transition of defense right now, and you know where we're used to having this big nose, and we we, we have these a bunch of these outside linebackers, and I feel like 
now what's what's the new look trestle defense going to look like we don't really know we have thoughts but we don't really know so but if if Heiberger is the kind of guy who can fit that mold of quickness being at, really can build his frame and, and you know with a guy like Brady Collins are we are, are we at all concerned that he's not going to be in no. amazing physical condition right so that's so there you go so now you've got Collins working on him he's really going to be able to fill out that frame and boy I think pass rush it's a nice get for us because clearly it's a deficiency that we have. We need it. Oh, go ahead. He, just look like you had something to add I on. Say, I was going to say, he doesn't have the frame like Isaiah Green May, though, which is which is a positive is what I'm going to say. He's, he looks like he's broader in the shoulders, which means that I, I don't have concerns about him being able to put on weight. Like, I think he's pretty narrow right now in terms of, like, he's going to pack on some muscle. Like, yeah. This is a kid that's definitely going to get physically more mature with his time in college. Do you, do you agree um, with me on like 230, 235 is potentially his play? I think he's, I think he can carry 240 comfortably. Really? I, okay. I, yeah. I think, I think he's, he's tall enough and lanky enough that he, he's going to, it's not going to show up that like he's with this a frame like this, he puts 20 pounds on. You're not even going to notice it on him. Yeah. He puts 30 pounds on him. He's going to start looking like a, a big kid. And he could be a beast. I love yeah. the the IGM reference too. By the way, there's there's a name I didn't think well, he was. He had such narrow shoulders, like, but he he was a freak athlete. There's yeah, he I, was. Mean, I won't deny that, but that you can see why he struggled to put weight on. Listen, after after having Collins on the show twice, I bet you Collins could have put weight on him. Any, anyway, <laughs> uh, Zach Bart says I Force feel like Heiberger is underrated. Definitely reminds me of Van Ginkle. That's another interesting yeah, one. That's another frame. good one for him. Definitely has some good pass rush film. Also some inside linebacker mm-hmm. coverage, hand in the dirt film, solid get for us. Uh, Zach, that's a great comment. Um, oh, go ahead, Rishi. Can we put the next comment up from uh, yeah. Tyler? I'm sorry, I could have just done it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I think this is no worries. No worries. Let me let me really quickly um, point out something that I think is yeah. interesting with Heiberg, and then we're going to get into Tyler. Your comment. Heiberg is so two things here that are interesting to me. Um, I think every recruit in this class is like a high upside guy, right? Everybody you look at, like Steck, to me is a big time high upside tight end. Robert Booker is a monster upside tight end. Mets Hoyer as the quarterback, the 6'5 with wheels, the big arm. And this one, to me, feels just like the ultimate high upside. You're talking a 6'4 frame with a 39-inch vertical. If you look at NBA combines, like the, literally the NBA combine, pre, yeah. pre-draft combines, 39-inch vertical plays really well in, in that yeah. lens. And 35 is like is considered plus yeah. athlete. 39 is, is a big-time vertical for the NBA. And now you're talking about a six four linebacker with that type of athleticism. Think about that that usefulness in coverage or in a passing lane with that frame and a forty inch mm-hmm. vertical. You talk about a four six speed, right? And the explosiveness that on film matches that. So, you know, it's it's super interesting to me just from an upside standpoint because you need these are some of the guys. No matter how much we love Fickle, and this is a very pro Fickle show as as it should be. Mm-hmm. We're never going to recruit at Ohio State's level. I know people right. say, well, you never say never. But you need to find some dudes who have the measurables of the Ohio State mm-hmm. level. And then I trust in this strength and development staff. And that's the other thing yeah. I want to hit on. Every player that comes in now, we put it into a new lens because of Brady Collins, because of Luke Fickle. We trust that they're going to develop to their maximum ability. And it allows us to take these high upside guys and also believe that there's a high likelihood that they'll translate. I think that's one of the big differences between this staff and the last one. And that's why I get so excited about the high upside guys. Yeah, I look at this and and looking at what we've brought in so far in this recruiting class and every guy I look at, I'm like, there there is four star upside here. Like they may not be that when they find when the final recruiting rankings come out, but every guy has projectable potential to be 
a very, very good player athletically, um, which I think is something that like we're not getting the high floor, low ceiling types. We're getting guys who have solid floors, but have big ceilings. And that's every one of the guys that we've brought in so far in the recruiting class has mm-hmm. that. And and with that comes risk, right? So, I mean, when mm-hmm. you, yeah, maybe the floor is a bit lower, but that's okay because we're now in a situation where we're about that risk. I mean, we've mm-hmm. brought in Luke Fickle. We've done all these things now. We're trying to take the next step. Um, and I, I wanted to bring up this comment from Tyler. He says, does the South Dakota competition level scare you? And it really doesn't. And the reason that I, I say that is because of what Ryan said. I think, Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's all about the measurables at this point because all these yeah. guys are just potential. So you're looking at a guy with that kind of vertical, that kind of speed, um, just that frame that you know he's going to fill out a lot. I, I'm okay with that because the other piece of it is in Luke Fickle, we trust. So I'm I'm good with the guys that they're good with because I'm like, if, if they see something, then and they feel like they can develop him in, in their system and he can fit their mold of defense, I'm good with it. So no, the level of competition really doesn't scare me because he has so many good measurables. And by the way, did we fire the recruiting cannons, Ryan? I feel like we need to. Oh, that'll be at the end of this segment. Oh, okay. We're about to get to that anyway. Sorry. Um, Sorry. No, no worries. (laughs) Uh, Greg Linscombe says, uh, great to take the recruiting win over Oklahoma. That's a big time win. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, a blue blood prospect, our blue blood program. Uh, Greg Linscombe also says you have to beat Ohio State in order to recruit with Ohio State. I don't think we will ever recruit with Ohio State, no matter how many times we beat them. No, um, I mean, you're right, right though. Like you, we do have to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We do have to actually beat them once in a while to occasionally recruit with them. That's a that's an 100 percent accurate statement. I, I think our ceiling is we might be able to be hit a top 10 class here and there, but it's gonna like even that. That's that's not Ohio State level. Like mm-hmm. the difference between number 10 in the rankings and number the top three or four is incredible. It's a huge difference. Um, but that would be a substantial jump for the talent level that the Badgers would have on the field. And the, the amount of depth that they would have would be ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. We're going to take a very quick break. Uh, come back. We're going to talk about something. I think we all kind of, or maybe I disagree with Rajiv and Justin. I don't know. I want to see where Justin's at too. Should we worry about the defense? You're hearing a lot of reports of Mordecai looking really well. Uh, CJ Williams, Will Pauling. He's just that good. Mm, or that's is what I was going to say. Or is the defense that sketchy? Oh. Let's talk about it coming up on today's Locked on Badgers. I'm curious where everybody is at on this. Uh, but first, we do have to t- take a quick break. And we have to, of course, anytime you get a commit, you got to fire the cannons. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. All right, let's take a quick break, come back with, are we worried about the defense? Uh, but first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Um, NBA season just wrapped up literally today. Playoffs are set. The play-ins are set. So most of the playoffs, uh, the the top, the top play seedings are in there, but we're waiting on the play-in games. Great time to sign up now. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line, point scores, three-pointers, drain, combine them all into uh, same-game parlays for an even bigger chance at a bigger payout with this um, all more excitement into it, right? You can combine your, your rebounds, points, assists into one game, single-game parlay, get paid instantly on an app that's safe, secure, incredibly easy to use. Um, if you're into it right now, Lakers minus seven against the Wolves in the, playoff, in the play-in game, I would take the Lakers minus seven. The NBA wants the Lakers to move on. They're going to get calls. And the Wolves are not going to keep that game close, I don't think. Maybe in the first half, but the Lakers are going to pull away. They've actually been playing really well down the stretch. L.A. has with Davis and, and LeBron healthy. So 
I expect that game to get out of hand, and the NBA will ensure that the Wolves don't move on. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment worth FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's get everybody back on here. Justin, Rajiv. Um, I'm going to tee this up, and then I'm just going to kick it over because I don't always want to lead off. I, I think, honestly, it's better when we we kick it around, we get better conversations. Everyone should take lead occasionally, and I just think we get better we get better insight that way. So my thesis is, should we be worried about the defense hearing all the positive momentum from the offense during these practice reports? I'm just going to kick it to Rajiv to start. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so no, I, I don't think we should be worried about it. And I don't, I think it's too early to, to worry or not worry really at this point. I mean, I take the fact that Tanner Mordecai and the offense are lighting up in practice to simply mean that Phil Longo is bringing something that we have been waiting for and he's ready to bring it period. And I think that none of these guys are used to seeing that stuff in practice. I mean, we got worked by teams like Ohio state that have offenses that can play like this. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that it's a little tough. And I think that it's something different for them. It's not something they've worked out before. So there's that also there's we're, we're going through a flux, right? These guys are all playing in a system. They never played before. Is it, are they running a lot of the same base perhaps, but everything is different. The new coaching staff means new everything. So you're also talking about Tanner Mordecai, who's a very seasoned guy who's you know playing college football for a while. He's going to come in and shred any defense he plays in, in practice. So I really believe that Lou Fickle's defense and Mike Tressel's defense specifically needs time to, to really to really get in there. And are there going to be bumps along the way? Sure. But we still have a lot of talent. I really love our inside linebackers. You know, Meta's my, my guy. I think there's a lot of talent that came in this year. Portal, everything. I don't have concerns except up front with the loss of Benson. I think we've all talked about that, you know, the issues up front. But no, I, I think give it time. There's going to be a lot of flux. And if our offense is just that good, let it just be that good. Let's throw a comment in here quick, Justin, then you take over. This is for uh, Do North Badger 715. We are eight deep at receiver. That's tough to cover. By the way, there I think 715 are. is the area code. I'm also a 715 guy. Let's go do North up by Cumberland, the island city. The <clears> best <throat> small town in Wisconsin, by the way. I've thrown that out there. Anyway, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I mean, so I'm a little bit more in the middle ground. Um, I think that there's some growth that needs to be experienced by this defense, which is part of what, what we're going through in the spring here. Um, I do think that there are some pieces that are going to be really good pieces to this defense. I would say guys like uh, I think Peterson's actually going to break out this year. Mm -hmm. I, I think both of the middle linebackers are going to be above average. I think where I look at it, where I think I'm a little concerned is the depth at corner right now. We don't have a lot of season depth at cornerback right now. And if something were to go wrong, with one of those guys. I mean, we didn't have Alex Smith for the, the first six games last year. We don't have him out there. That's a problem because I Hallman's at a good spring, but he's not a guy that I'm, I'm fully comfortable with being your number one at this point. I'd rather have somebody else that I can, I know is seasoned and, and has the reps under him like Smith. Um, Matry sounds like he's, he's good. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I feel good about that. I think that he'll be good in the slot and take care of business. Um, the safeties look good. I think they're going to be great this season. I think the depth there is going to be far more than we probably experienced in a bit here. Um, 
But overall, I think the defense is probably going to take a slight step back. But I think that they'll find ways to manufacture some pressure. And I think that we're probably looking at something closer to a top 20, top 25 defense than a top 10 defense. And that's fine. But the offense that we're going to have, it's going to put a ton of pressure on other teams to have to come up with points and make plays, which is, means it's going to simplify the game for the defense. If we get ahead, if, if the offense is good and we can actually put pressure on the other team to have to score, they're going to have to play with us. Because if you get down 14 or 21, now you have to start getting more aggressive, which means you're going to have to start taking shots, which means that you're going to have to start doing some things that you don't necessarily aren't comfortable doing in a game. And most of the teams we play don't like playing that way. Well, Iowa certainly doesn't, but let's yeah. start there. Iowa, That's going to be it. Basically, any Big Ten team, you could maybe throw Washington State as a team that's willing to take risk, yeah. and then Ohio State. But that's, everybody else, nobody else wants to be opening it up and throwing. That's nightmare fuel for Iowa. Um, <laughs> you know, this conversation, this thoughts start rattling around in my brain, though, when I was – I was you, so if, look at the last several years, right? And yeah. who has won practice the last several years? It's always been the defense. defense. Defense has won. And what has yeah, been the, the offense has stunk for the last. That's my point, years. though, that this is my point. And I'm not saying that defense is going to stink. I'm not saying that. But for the last X amount of years, we've said, oh, the defense won practice. And the defense must be really good. And, yes, they were really good. But the offense was also incredibly mediocre to bad. And it's possible we're seeing a bit of the inverse of that, what we've seen. So my worry is. Here's the, here's the weird dichotomy with spring, right? And we all know this. Every good play by somebody is inherently a bad play by somebody else a, a, in a broad sense, right? Yeah. You know, a receiver makes a play, that means a, a DB didn't make it. You know, if a, a running back breaks a 30-yard run, and running backs are weird because you can't really hit people. But the bigger point is we're seeing a lot of passing success, and we both acknowledge the lack of depth at cornerback. It worries me as well. I also don't think we have a pass rusher on the defensive line. Now, Varner could be that dude. I, I'm hopeful there. But we know... Not, I'm not trying to be too critical, but we know who Rodas Johnson is. We know who James Thompson is at this point. We know who Gio Piaz is. We don't really know who Curtis Neal is, right? Possible. But we have run stuffers well, on the defensive line. I don't think we have a difference maker up there. And I will have, say this. Oh, well, really quick. Yeah, if, you have, if you have questions about your depth at cornerback and you don't think you have a difference maker on the defensive line, I don't think it's a bad defense. I think it's going to be really good against the run, actually. I worry about our pass defense, and what we're seeing in spring is is reinforcing that worry. Is where I'm at. I, I, I do. Me, by the way, I do feel like we have to. I mean, and, and do North put this in the comments? I'm going to pull this up here uh, because I was going to react to Justin's comment with this. He says, "Do you think our safety depth can help out our lack of corner depth?" Mm-hmm. I think it can because we do have a lot, and they're going to be running. This is a different scheme now. It's not. We're not just playing. You know, a four kind of base out there with two safeties. We're going to be, we're going to have a lot of nickel. We're going to have some dime packages. We're going to have different things where I feel like the scheme can cover that. And I'm, I mean, call me just a, a hopeless optimist. I'm confident that Trestle is going to be able to cover up the things that he needs to based on again. And, and not to mention the fact that we are simply going to score more points. So we, we don't need to be this stellar top five defense in order to even compete in the conference. We, we can't take a step back. But I actually believe that our safety depth really will help there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad. So I want to put that comment by do North. He, he agreed. So the same thing. So what I will say with the defensive line, looking at it at this point, it was a different scheme with what was expected from them. And I'm not saying that they just were meant to eat up blockers, but it was more of a read and react defense. So they would sit, they would, they typically were head up on the, on the ends and they would basically just 
grab on and, and figure out what's going on and then react to it. The difference that we're going to see with what's going on now is that guys are playing a little wider and their goal is to shoot gaps. So that, that kind of should push some of the production up a little bit simply by the fact that you're going to have guys rather than waiting a second to figure out what's going on. Just the whole goal is going to be get in there and just cause havoc. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that we're going to look at that's going to be six, seven sacks on the defensive line. But if we can get guys up to three and a half, th- that makes a difference. Um, it helps for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to, there's nobody, I, I think we all agree. There's nobody that we look at on the defensive line that we're going to be like, this guy's going to be a stud. There's just not, we don't have any of those physical freaks in terms of guys who are twitchy, who are super fast. And none of them are, are just that lean or like flexible athletic right. freak type. Or Everything's going to be by committee. Everything's going right. to be by committee up there. It's just going to, it's going to be a team effort and, but. You know. The one, the one thing, just really quick. Then we have to take a very quick break. I'll, I'll point out, and then we can we can discuss it after this as well. Is that same scheme applied to a guy like Henderson? You know, though, who, who was yeah. able to make more plays. Louder Milk was able to make more plays. Like, oh, yeah. I agree. You know, with that. I, I think there's just athletic, and you said the, the twitchiness. There's, I think, there's athletic limitations with Thompson and, mm-hmm. and Rodas. Unless they've made a jump this off season, you know, they're they're just not beating blockers. You know, and it just is who they are. Um, Let's take a very quick break and let's continue this conversation. We got a bunch of uh, comments as well to get into. We can touch on Daniel Freitag visiting again. I think that's an interesting one. We're going to take a very quick break uh, for our friends of the show and get right back to the conversation. All right, let's jump right back in. Gentlemen, uh, really do appreciate you guys jumping on a, a kind of a last minute live show. Everybody listening, you guys are amazing. Really quick housekeeping. Uh, we do have our launch live show coming up. That'll be the Friday for the launch. We, it's my, I, we've been a little remiss getting details out there. We're actually still trying to iron it out. I promise those will come in the next couple of days so everyone can kind of start making plans. But we do plan on doing a live show at Scani Bar on Friday. Um, we have that space from 1 to 5. Between 1 and 2, we're going to be setting up. But feel free to come by and get drinks, get food for sure, say hi. Um, and after that, we're still kind of ironing it out. But hopefully, hopefully see as many of you as possible. We're also thinking about doing something quick on Saturday as well just to say hi and thank you for, for watching the show and really just – Talk Badgers. Um, yeah. All right, let's keep this conversation going. Um, defensively, who who wants any? Either of you guys want to jump in and continue this if you want? Yeah, Justin. Yeah, actually, I was going to say the other thing that I wanted to take away from this is it sounds like there is. It's not just the offense lighting up the defense. It sounds like there's some give and take going on. There are being big big plays made by the defense <clears> too. It's just we're not seeing a ton of turnovers. One thing I, I have heard, I have seen, is that Mordecai's been great with his mm-hmm. ball placement and and just not forcing things on the field. I think they said I I heard he had he's had one pick in practice this entire spring practice and it was on the first day. So he has really locked in which when you have a stud quarterback that's what you're going to be dealing with is a guy who's going to just carve you up because he sees where the ball's supposed to go and he's going to throw it there. Yeah, it's yeah. possible this is just a perfect storm too, right? Like yeah, like Rajiv, you said new scheme, and now the offense is going through a new scheme too. But they're to your very solid point, it's a new scheme head headlined by a veteran quarterback, and that's a little different. Um, the other thing I'd point out too, and I think this is fair, good quarterbacks generally beat up on defenses no matter how good they are in college football mm-hmm. nowadays. I think that's a valid point. I'm I want to be clear on something. I'm not hitting like on the panic meter, I'm not at like the Titanic is is now broken in two, right? I'm I'm like I see the iceberg kind of out in the distance is where I'm at. <laughs> So I mean, I think the right. worry for me is there, but 
I, I think the defense will be good. I think my question is, Justin, you mentioned top 20. I don't think we're even going to be a top 20 defense. I think that's where we're a little different mm-hmm. on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be much more surprised if the if the comments coming out of the practice was that Mordecai wasn't tip ripping this team up. Like, they, he should be. He had 72 touchdowns and seventh. I mean, this is the guy who sh- you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. A good quarterback is going to do this to defenses. So if he wasn't doing it, it would be surprising. But yeah, I mean, look, this ultimately this is a team effort. And I we've all been so impressed by the culture shift that Fickle's brought in and the way that things you read about Mike Tressel and the, and the, the way the def- defensive guys are talking about him. I mean, I, I just feel like the energy alone and the attitude takes us up a, a different level that can make up for a lack of talent. Um, I know that sounds a little cliche, but I, I, I firmly believe it. I, just, I feel like we're going to be a better team because of everything that's happening, not just specific, you know, looking at positional talent here and there. I think all together, we're going to be a better team. We're going to play better as a team because of the culture change that Fickle's brought in. Let's bang through some comments. You guys want to bang through some comments with me? Yeah, let's uh, do R- it. RB said, who needs defense if we're scoring 70 plus a game? There you so, go. Uh, Tyler I'm, I'm for that. I want Peyton Pierce. Yeah. I think we all want Peyton Pierce. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's arguing that one. Um, TJZK says, don't worry about the defense. Even the line will play well. Wohler is going to be freaky. I want to pause on this one. Um, how good is Tyler or uh, yeah, Tyler, not, not Tyler. Jeez. I'm, I'm getting Tyler. Hunter Waller. Not Tyler wall. Hunter, Hunter Waller. Hunter Thank Waller. you. I'm getting Tyler Waller stuck in my head yeah. now and that'll never go away. Uh, Hunter Waller. What is this dealing for Hunter Waller? Is this, um, cause he could, he could leave after that. Let's say he has an incredible season. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati has been known to showcase defensive backs. Theoretically, if he breaks out with the athletic tools he has, this could be it for Hunter. Who was the uh, safety hybrid that Michigan had a few years back? Mm. Peppers. No. You going to Jabril? Jabril, yeah. I think that they're going to use him in a similar way to that. Now, he's not the athlete that Peppers was. No. He's probably a step down. But he can still go out there and do some freaky things. And Woolers could have a put myself in the top two rounds of the draft type season this year. Like he's got that, he's got that level of talent in him. I think every year you look for guys that are going to break it. Everyone, someone's going to surprise you every year, right? They're going to come out and be like, yeah, this is the guy. And Wohler definitely can be that guy. Um, It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise us really if he came out and he just played unbelievable next year in this system. So yeah, I think he's going to be a huge, he's going to be huge for us. Tom Nisus. Thank you, Tom, as always for watching the show. I'm good with the offense doing well. I think their confidence was shattered the last two years. Need to build that back up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good comment. Do North 715. Defense needs growth, but it seems like they're experimenting. They go from 335 to 426. I, I know there's other mixes in there as well. I think Justin or Rajiv, you talked about this on one of our shows. Two, four, too, about, six, or, yeah, it's two, two, three, six, or yeah. yeah, they've, yeah they've four, four, a 426 would be difficult. 426 is one, <laughs> one too many players. <laughs> <Or> 12, man. <laughs> if it works, it works. We'll take that extra guy on the field. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen we've seen a two three six, we've seen a three three five, we've seen a three four. Three. There's been so many iterations coming out of practice, which I like, which I said on the last show. I mean, the versatility that we're going to have, people aren't going to know we're going to play, and I think we're, we we and we're we're also getting players that can fit that mold of being able to play in different positions. Oh, it sounds like that the role that Willers has been playing is also what Peterson has been doing. Yeah, which is yeah. dropping back at that seven yards totally. off or whatever. He's been at. He's effectively been at inside linebacker depth, and just now you have to sit there and try and figure out what the heck he's going to do. Exactly. He can play all over the field. We mentioned it last show. Totally, yeah, it's very, very critical. 
I love this comment from Cole. Justin, you've mentioned this before. Offense will be able to keep the defense off the field by giving them more time to rest and lead to better overall play. There was this this weird thought right away when he came in air raid, well, the defense is going to be on the field a lot more. Well, Justin very succinctly brought up the fact that our offense has been so bad. We've had a lot of three and outs, and the defense has had to go right back out there. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to probably have more, obviously more points, but you're going to have some longer drives with Longo as well because he does like to run the ball. Anytime we played a defense with a pulse in big games, we have gassed our defense and they have worn down because we haven't been able to stay on the field and score points. And effectively, they keep getting thrown back in there. And in some cases, thrown back in there in short field situations because of turnovers or whatever. (coughs) Excuse me. But we have not done a good job of taking care of the defense. There has not been like it's it's not like in the last three years, we consistently had eight or nine play drives that were eating up five, six minutes at at a time. We have not been a good scoring team. We just haven't. And that was been most of the Paul Christ era. We've been under 30 points per game. I think it was like something like five of the seven seasons that he was head coach. That's that's not great offense. My dog is about had enough. Uh, he is <laughs> he needs me. So I think we're gonna wrap it there, unfortunately. But um we are at 30 minutes. As I did a live recap show the other day, which <laughs> There, there he is, uh, where I got all your questions into another show. So I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm in a weird spot right now, but we're going to keep talking about it on Wisconsin. And I appreciate everybody tuning into the show. Yeah, I got you, buddy. All right, on Wisconsin.